Have you ever landed a cover story from a Twitter pitch or newsjacked breaking news because of a Facebook feed or maybe even secured a blog column on a critical um, easing website? If not, it's time to kick up your PR skills a few notches. Hi, my name's Carrie Morgan. I am um, founder of Rock the Status Quo, and this is a blog post um, about social media and connecting it to your public relations. The PR industry continues to shift like Tony Stewart at a Daytona race, and it impacts every area of our job, pitching, monitoring, placements, bylines, and media relations. If you aren't scrabbling to keep up and constantly learning new skills, there's no time like the present to jump in, and I highly recommend you get started because it's so important. How can you hope to compete you know, with other practitioners in public relations if you don't know the latest social media tactics and how to integrate inbound into your PR? It's just so critical today. Anyway, a fantastic starting point for this is evaluating how you build your media lists. After all, media lists are the foundation of your public relations relationships. They're the trigger for the entire PR process, and social media tools can amplify those lists to an entirely new level. So how to build a stellar media list using social media. Instead of throwing your pitch into the great unknown and just shooting out that email, you want to lob it directly to the person that writes about that specific topic at the right time using the way that's most likely to get their attention. So whether it's email or Twitter, you know, it really depends on their preferences. So this may be a basic PR 101 tactic that everybody in PR should know, but the entire process is thrown off track if the first part pitching to the right person is out of alignment and social media can really help you. It can connect the pitch to the right person and to the right way that they want to be reached. So my first point is to build your list twice. Once you've spent time building a brilliant targeted media list that has all the right reporters in it, you want to go back and build it again using social media. Now this doesn't simply mean adding Twitter handles to your list. You want to actually track down every key reporter's social media presence and look at their entire presence, you know, across Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, everything, and find out where the opportunities and conversations are happening for them as an individual. Not all reporters like to be reached the same way on social media. They may hang out in LinkedIn or Twitter may totally be their world. And if you can identify where they prefer to hang out in social media, then you can tailor your pitch accordingly and make sure you're reaching them the way that they want to be reached. And this can really help cut through the clutter too because reporters today are just buried alive in pitches. A lot of those pitches aren't relevant. And, and if you reach out to them the way that they want to be reached out to, your efforts just really explode. They're much more successful. So are they constantly pitching source requests on Twitter or do they have pin boards on Pinterest that, that focus around the stories they're working on or their topics? You want to follow them where they're most active in seeking sources and monitor their activity. So for a great little um, graphic of this, head over to rockthestatusquo.com and look for this blog post. It's called Three Social Media Practices for Building a Media List that Rocks the House and it's dated February 10th, 2013. But there's some images in here that I can't really put on audio, of course, since they're visual and I think they really help. So um, anyway, look at, the, look at each reporter's presence and find out where they are. If you understand their preferred social media environment, you can craft your efforts to their preferences and bump up your odds of being successful. Now, you don't want to be a stalker and you don't want to be evil, but you do want to monitor them heavily so you can be relevant when the opportunities come up. For example, the Facebook and the um, image that I have in this post that you can't, that you can't hear, <laughs> um, it was pulled from a Facebook group for PR professionals and journalists in Arizona. Um, and it's an easy placement win for a PR professional with a restaurant client that meets the need. Because basically it says, uh, and I'm going to read it to you, 
urgent request. I'm writing an article about where folks can watch the presidential inauguration on January 21st. If you rep a restaurant or bar that is planning a viewing party, please email me ASAP, and it gives her email address. Uh, my, ne my deadline is next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Thanks. And that's, again, a Facebook post put in a PR professional's closed group page. So it really benefits you no matter where you live in the country to see if there's any Facebook groups related to PR um, that might give you some easy editorial opportunities. So it's just one way you can monitor. Um, and they're on LinkedIn, too. My second main point in this article is take advantage of Twitter lists. If you want a simple, free way to find journalists looking for story resources, Haro, Help a Reporter Out, and ProfNet aren't the only resources you can use. Twitter is totally one of the most powerful pitching resources available today. And sadly, it's often underutilized as a, you know, as a resource for PR professionals. And Twitter lists in particular are very powerful. You don't have to be following a Twitter user to add them to a list. And your list can be private or public. So if you, if you create a list, so... You know, maybe it's following um, PR reporters in the pet industry space, for example, and you set it to private. You're following the different reporters in that space that you've built out of your media list. You can monitor them and research them and see what their, you know, their conversations are on Twitter without following them. So that can be helpful, too. Um, you can build lists specific to an industry or a client. So let's see another example. If you have a client that manufactures and sells solar panels for residential use, you could have one list following sustainability reporters, local or national or both, a second list following the solar competition in your state, so it's a competitional tool, and a third list following green lifestyle media, and a fourth even following local real estate construction and home builder media. So you've got these different lists and each one's built around a specific vertical that applies to that client. So it can be very useful. Um, let's see. So it's very, uh, very time efficient. It's a great way to monitor client competition or follow industry news too in a very segmented manner. So you can set up lists specific to each client and then you only have to look at the, the conversations happening on that list when you're ready to, when you're, you know, you're handling your hours that day for your client, for example. Um, and if you're a Hootsuite user, it's even more time savings that can be found because you can set up a column for each list to make monitoring really simple and it's all right in front of you on your computer desktop so so you know your local versus your national or your different vertical markets each column um, really helps you segment it so setting up your list doesn't help if you don't follow through though and actually monitor the activity so watching closely for editorial opportunities um, I'm gonna read you a Twitter that I came across the other day that was from help a reporter out so hopefully if you're in PR you're familiar with Haro if not hook yourself up with that it's very beneficial anyway this tweet reads help a reporter out and that's their um, their Twitter handle needs to speak with an expert about late talking toddlers and what's normal and not so if you'd been monitoring and you had say a child psychologist as a client or someone in in a you know infant product space that was relevant to this you could tweet back to that particular query and pitch your client and it could be an instant editorial opportunity and it's kind of an easy win so very useful to use Twitter lists um, in addition to lists, be sure to set up columns. Again, this is if you're using Hootsuite or something similar. Set up columns tracking specific hashtag keywords like real estate or solar news, if we're using this example. Um, 
in Hootsuite or a similar tool because it can really help you identify new users to add to your list and catch tweets that you might otherwise miss. So using that um, that hashtag as kind of a, a search tool really helps you keep on top of the conversations that's happening. Um, another way to use social media to help really build fantastic media lists is to understand bloggers and their specific format. Bloggers are different than journalists and they come in two different garden varieties really. One is writers sharing their passion or building credibility and they don't make any money off their site. And the second one is those making money from their blog through advertising or some sort of product sales. Each of those is a very important difference because you have to approach them differently and you need to know what type of blogger they are before you reach out and pitch them because, because it makes a difference on to what they're receptive about. Um, corporate and hobbyist bloggers are typically writers that don't really care about pitches, press releases, story ideas, and PR people, and they don't publish guest blog posts. They write their own posts, and it is either promoting their company or products or client situations, things like that, um, or they're writing about a, a particular hobby of theirs. Maybe they're a dog lover. Um, but what they don't do is they don't publish guest posts, and they don't take press releases and, and turn them into any kind of a post. So really, they're a total waste of time to reach out with. Um, my best hint for that is if you don't see any contact information on their blog, that's usually deliberate and you want to take the hint and leave them alone. Don't try to research them too heavily and track them down. Look at the types of posts they have on their page and see, you know, do they have any guest posts? If they do, okay, it might be an opportunity. If there's no guest posts and everything's kind of, you know, opinion blog posts or something like that, then odds are good they're probably not going to be open to what you're pitching. Bloggers who make money off advertising are completely different. Their blogs are content-hungry beasts who have to be fed constantly, and they're in search of high-value content that's going to drive traffic to their blog. They want stuff that's search engine-friendly, that's a hot topic or trend, that's going to bring more readers to their site and get their advertisement, um, their ads seen seen by people that come to their blog. So they're very open. Typical examples include an e-zine, an online magazine format type of blog that has multiple authors or robust guest posts. Um, a good example of that in our own industry is Convince and Convert and PR Daily, um, even PR News and Marketing Profs. Um, outside of our industry, Search Engine Land is a great one or Design Sponge is a great example um, of a single person blog that relies heavily on advertising and income. So. Um, when you actually go to the blog, you should be able to tell if they're if they're actively selling anything on their blog or they've got ads running down the side and they have guest posts, they're going to be open to what you're pitching if you're on topic with your pitch. Anyway, as you build your media list, be sure to evaluate each blog individually and identify its type. Advertising-driven blogs are fantastic opportunities for posting comments and securing guest posts or even columnist opportunities if you want to be a, a consistent contributing author um, for either you or your client. They're worth the same time and attention you would lavish on any kind of a leading print publication for that client that can be very high value. Um, Anyway, that's it for today's blog post on building a media list using social media. If you have a specific social media related best practice for building um, a media list, feel free to head over to my blog at rockthestatusquo.com and I would love to have you add a comment. Thanks for joining me today and I look forward to chatting with you again. Thanks.